This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellata from Single in the City. Oh, breakups. They're horrible, aren't they? How do you deal with breakups? That's what we're going to talk about today. It's all about breaking up and getting over it with my special guests and friends, good friends, I may add, (laughs) the lovely Annie Parker and Monica Elena. Annie is a fitness pro and an intuitive energy healer that focuses on cord cutting, energy clearing, and closure. And Monica, on the other hand, is a sales executive in franchising and a talented real estate investor. And tonight, we're going to be chatting all about breakups, you know, how to deal with them, moving on, and tips for breaking up with someone when you're ready to end it, because that's difficult to do at times, yes. So, ladies, thanks for being on the show again. This Is is this your third or fourth time? Fourth! Hi, Oh, my goodness. I can't get enough of you. I know. I I talk to these ladies, like, every day. We honestly dish on dating daily. So, like, let's do this more often. Now, breakups are never easy, no matter what side uh, of it that you're on. Now, ladies, did you know that research shows that women tend to be more negatively affected by breakups with higher levels of physical and emotional pain? While breakups hit women the hardest, they tend to recover more fully. And men, on the other hand, actually mourn the loss of the relationship once they get past their initial reaction. Hmm, Annie, why do you think this is? As I see this, I'm seeing this now with the friend who's uh, going through a breakup and it's, it's just always seems like the case, you know, the guys just are like, oh, macho and I'll, I'm good, I'm good. And then months down the road, when it finally kicks in, they're like, oh no, I miss her. I want her back, you know, where ladies are just like, let's cry it out now. And then we're going to get over it quicker. Why do you think this is Annie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, and it depends on who's doing the breaking up, right? Um, Generally, if a woman's doing the breakup in the relationship, it's been a long time coming because most of the time women don't just break up out of nowhere. You know, the resentment sets in and it builds and builds and builds until finally, you know, by the time they're doing the breakup, like it's still going to be difficult for them. There's still going to be healing that needs to be done. But for the most part, they're over it, right? Like they're, they've kind of gotten to a point where they can't take it anymore. Um, guys can be a little more like, oh, they found something else that's shiny or pretty or just kind of like finally, you know what I mean? They can kind of pull the plug a little faster, I think, than a woman can, but they can also move on a little faster because guys don't often... Um, whether it's society or, you know, just them thinking that they, they shouldn't heal themselves or get therapy. And I think that's changing a bit, but traditionally guys haven't thought of the need to heal themselves after a breakup. It's just move on, you know? So they're a little faster to move on and they can do that, but they do kind of feel like you said, those pangs of like, Oh, oh crap. Like a little bit later down the road, especially after, cause when, when women heal themselves, they often have a glow up with that, right? So especially after they see the glow up, whether, you know, she went back to school or just improved her looks, she's just starting to feel like herself again. Mm-hmm. So she's got that energy back about her. That's when they're like, oh, what did I do? She's looking so good and all of this. So, but I don't know how that works as far as um, lesbian relationships. So Monica, what do you see with this? Um, it's definitely more the female, female, as far as more emotions, I think lesbian relationships tend to do the back and forth, get back together, break up. They attempt 
um, to rekindle more times than they should. I feel like it sometimes in lesbian relationships, people stay together longer than they should be. So by the time they do break up, it's kind of been over way longer than it should have been. So, but I think it's because of, uh, you know, being a little bit more emotional and not wanting to lose a certain aspect of that person that you do really care about, or maybe you had a good time or just whatever, whatever the, the good was, you hold on to the good and, um, stay in things longer, but you lesbians definitely do the back and forth a lot longer. Whereas like you said, from what I've noticed, I think in, in a straight couple, yeah, guys are quick to just kind of jump to the next thing sometimes. So, yeah. Um, true. And all of that. Now, sometimes you can tell a breakup is imminent. Uh, you know, things haven't felt right for a while and you both know that your relationship is coming to an end, but sometimes it comes about unexpectedly and you're, you know, left feeling a little shocked as you pick up the pieces. How do you begin, you know, processing this? How do you come to terms with this? Um, Annie, let's start with you. Yeah. So a lot of people get really, really caught up on closure, right? And, and generally closure, closure to people means that they have a conversation and get all of their questions answered, which often doesn't get done. Um, you know, closure really needs to happen within yourself. And, and often you have to really sit with the fact that you may never get answers to why mm-hmm. something suddenly happens, why someone changes their mind, whether someone decides to go in a different direction completely. Right. Um, so yes, when, when a shocking breakup happens like that, you know, people desperately want closure and that's, that's kind of what I help people with, you know, because I walk them through a hypnosis and a process where, you know, they can have energy work done, but they can also have this conversation that they really want to have with the other person and say what they need to say, get off their chest, what they they've been holding on to. Um, they can have that with the other person in this meditation, uh, in a way that's, that's more fulfilling because otherwise they, they feel like they're just not getting to say what they need to say. And, you know, that in itself helps. And I always tell people, you know, even if you don't go through that process with me or somebody else, like, write down what you need to say and then burn it or, or anything that, that makes you feel like you can get the words out, get the feelings out, get the energy out instead of just holding on to them. And also there's a lot of ego involved with being broken up with, right? Like our egos get bruised. They're very fragile. Our ego is what we use to protect Mm -hmm. us. And it can, it can come off as, um, you know, when we think of egotistical, someone that's overly confident, but realistically, like, that ego is that part of you that's like, no, I, I'm going to get them back. I know I can get them back. And so it kind of causes you to maybe spiral a little bit instead of you actually going inside, which is what you should be doing, going, was I actually really happy with that person? Like, if I really get honest with myself, take the ego out of it that wants me to fight to win them back, right? was I really happy to begin with? Was I really liking where this was even going? Was I really feeling satisfied, which are all difficult questions that you have to ask yourself in order to really move on. Yeah. And I think you need to realize too, you know, and what you're saying, really think about it, that the relationship is over for a reason. 
And whatever that reason may be, you have to know that there's somebody more suitable for you out there. I think because I mean, that's what comes to mind. You know, when you initially break up with someone, it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm never going to meet anyone again. Like, I remember being younger and thinking, I'm never going to get through this. This is the worst thing ever. But we do get through it. Right. And as we get older, we learn that the more breakups we go through. But it could seem like the end of the world, but it's not. And there's always somebody more suitable for you out there. And you have to think of your breakup as well as a physical injury. Okay, so you have to give yourself the same grace when you're healing from having, you know, your broken heart that you would if you're experienced something like a broken arm, right? When you have a broken arm, uh, you're not going to be continuously beating yourself up because you can't go to the gym, you're dealing with that, right? So you have to be kind and patient with yourself. And uh, do you have anything to add, uh, Monica, on this? No, 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 no. I'm, I, I agree with all of that. I just think sometimes you, especially when it comes to closure, I've sometimes I think, I don't know if this is just the lesbian world or in general, but some people, I think what they do is they want to meet up with, with the ex for quote unquote closure. But what they really want is to see if there's like that one more chance, if there's something there that maybe seeing that person will allow it to work out. You know, I know that's something I've done in the past years ago. Um, and then I've talked to other people about that who kind of admit the same thing. So I think sometimes people really need to understand what closure is and how to go about getting closure. Cause that's, that's the other thing. It's like, what do you say? What do you do? What do you ask to get that closure? Yeah. And Annie, as you stated, you're not always going to get that closure. Yeah. And, and that is that ego part of you. Like Monica was just talking about that. You, you think you need to go have this conversation with the person, but realistically there's that deep down part of you that just really wants to see if you can win them back over. Cause you feel like, why did they leave me? They shouldn't mm-hmm. have left me. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that happened to me. And you know, one thing with breakups is that they take a long time, sometimes even years, right. Even to get over them. Um, this happened to me and, and ugh, I wish I knew better then. Um, and I think a lot of it is internal. We tend to hold on to the good memories and we don't think about the bad times and what really went wrong. I did this. It took me eight years to get over someone because I kept fantasizing about the sex and all the good times and the good parts and how handsome and attractive he was. And when we would dance together, how he smelled and all this kind of stupid stuff. So let's chat about this. Like, why do we do this? You know, who wants to start with that? That's a great question. Why do we do this? I think we hold on to the good. I think it's natural, right? I think mm-hmm. if we really like the person and we really love the person, honestly, the other part of it, I think a lot of it's comfort. I think we've built yes. a relationship. We're comfortable with the day to day. They know your routine, you know, their routine. And it's so easy to stay in a relationship based out of comfort. So when you do break up, all those good, comfortable feelings come back and it causes you to do the back and forth or get into something, something toxic because you hold on to the good versus like realizing, no, this is not your person and the bad outweighs the good. And really, I think that's kind of where I've talked about in the past. You really got to sit in your thoughts and really analyze the relationship and figure out what went wrong and why. And then that's going to, that's the only way it's going to allow you to move forward. Annie, I want to hear your answer, but it's time for a quick break. And after the break, we're going to be discussing how to break up with someone the right way. We'll be right back.
Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News. Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, joined by my beautiful, gorgeous friends and guests, Annie Parker and Monica Elena. Getting back to our chat on how to break up with when your relationship is over. All right. Um, so before the break, we were talking about, you know, how it takes a long time sometimes to get over someone. We hold on to the good memories. We don't think about the bad ones. So uh, I wanted to ask Annie now, why do we do this? Yeah, I, I think Monica covered it perfectly. And it's that comfort thing, right? That comfortability that you have with someone. And like you said, just really only wanting to see the good things. But um, sometimes more than this, and something people don't like to admit sometimes is it also comes from a lack mentality of thinking they're possibly isn't anything better out there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's really sad. You know what I mean? Because there is there, how many billions of people do we have in the world? Right. But we think about our location and we haven't actually met, you know, the, the right person or anyone better. So that leads us to often settle because we have this lack mentality and this fear of never meeting anyone better. So even though that person probably wasn't the best person for you for one reason or another, you know, maybe, you know, you always caught them lying or, you know, they weren't very consistent or whatever the problem was, you tend to oversee it because of that fear of never finding something better. So when we realize that there are so many like people out there and the right one, really, even if, it's not this one, you will find the right person for you. It's a little easier to move forward. Mm -hmm. And sometimes finding that physical intimacy, uh, or like that physical chemistry, sorry, where you're, you know, the intimacy is great. It's so hard to find, I think. So when you finally have it, although you're not compatible, you get stuck on that, you know, because that's what Mm -hmm. I was doing. I was reminiscing how, how hot he was and how sex was so good and like all that right and I kept forgetting well yeah this guy didn't allow me to be the person I needed to be I wasn't able to do things he was so jealous like I was just so restricted I kept forgetting that part right so um, that as well how to break up when your relationship is over okay so sometimes you know the signs are really clear and other times it's a gut feeling that we've been trying to ignore for months or for years How do you know if you're making the right decision to put an end to things? Let's start with that. Uh, Annie, go ahead. I mean, like I had mentioned in the beginning, I I think for me, when I, when I knew that it was time for me and my ex-husband to separate, like it had been building up, building up. I had been asking him to go to therapy with me. Um, He wasn't really open to going at the time. I started going by myself you know, and, and I really started to realize through going to therapy that I was very much in that relationship alone for a number of reasons, you know, Mm -hmm. he was a great person, but I was just really in that relationship trying to do it alone. And I became very lonely in a relationship. And that's, you know, being lonely in a relationship is, is harder than being lonely in general, like when you're by yourself and single. So it's just not, yeah, not a nice feeling. So you know, there were a number of times I tried to get us, we were not communicating properly. Um, Often, Mm -hmm. you know, men men and women, um, they do communicate very different. So it helps to have someone there to help the communication style, whether it's, um, you know, I think therapy is great. Um, Sometimes a a coach that you trust, a relationship coach that you trust, something like that. Um, So that your relation, sorry, your communication styles can 
um, meet each other, at least since everyone has different love languages, communication styles, you need to learn how to communicate compatibly. And because, you know, I kept trying to open those doors of communication and it just wasn't working. Uh, I just eventually knew it was time to, you know, it's, it's like you try so many times, you just can't try anymore. That's when I knew it was over and we needed to take a break. And by the time he was open to therapy, couples therapy, you know, it was months and months later. (laughs) Yeah. It was months and months later. And the therapist actually said, you know, too much time has passed and and you're both kind of checked out. So I don't want to waste your time or money. So, yeah. Yeah. How about yourself, Monica? I think when you don't have that, well, like Annie said, you don't have that communication anymore. Um, I, I know with myself, I'm a very deep person. So I really want to get to know the person or really know what, how you're feeling, you know? So when you do have an opportunity to catch up, like, how was your day? Was it good? Was it bad? What, what happened today? Like, I really want to know how your day to day went. Uh, so if it's someone who's very distant or you notice just kind of like, you don't really know that person anymore or what's Mm -hmm. going on with them. It's just, it's like losing interest little by little over time. And then it's just hard to kind of get that back. You know, I've tried it. it, It's happened to me before I've tried it. And then I just don't even know what's going on with the person. So then it's like, what is the point? You know, it's, it's at that point, it's just an acquaintance or just a friendship or, you know, what separates you from any other person that I just meet. So there's no bond. It's like the bond is gone. So, and it's, I think at that point, and the biggest thing, this is obviously more for females, but really just following that intuition. So I had to learn that the hard way too, you know, and I think now the past few years I've learned, I have to follow my intuition. And if it tells me something's wrong, I need to listen to it. Yeah. Always trust your gut. And I think too, when there's that, when there's any physical or mental abuse, that's a no brainer. Like you got to go. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. And when your needs aren't being met, you know, like if you you're spending more time asking for what you need instead of getting it and yep. you don't ever see any changes, you know, like it's like you're constantly complaining or talking about it and like nothing changes. I mean, it's time to go. Um, and also, yeah. And when your relationship's one sided, you know, like you're the one putting in all the effort all the time. Yep. Um, I mean, relationships need to be reciprocal. Okay. It's a two way street here. Also, and you know, this, I went through this, you don't want to have sex with them, (laughs) you know, and I stayed in a relationship way too long. Uh, Like that's a sign you should want to have sex with your partner. And then you just don't care anymore. Like, I just don't care. You know, like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Those are the signs. (laughs) Okay. So now you've made the decision. You're going to end the relationship. Now comes the hard part, right? How do you break up with someone? I mean, okay, so it's not black and white. There are different situations, different scenarios. Like, I wouldn't suggest you break up with someone through text, but, you know, what if they're the type of person that's going to go batshit crazy on you? I mean, (laughs) so let's talk about this and and how can we do it in a more graceful way? Annie, how do you break up with someone gracefully? Yeah, it's... (laughs) I I don't know that there is a way to really do it gracefully. um, But I I think, you know, it's, you can have as much grace as possible, just in, obviously, for the most part, especially if it's a woman doing the breaking up, like I said, it's normally something that's built up 
the signs are there. You've, um, you know, obviously probably complained about stuff, talked about stuff a great deal. And, you know, I think honestly, just sitting down and going, look, this isn't working for me. If, if those conversations have been repeated for a really long time now, if it is something newer, cause obviously, you know, we're in the dating world and, um, I have just said to people like, look, I don't think we're on the same page about things, or I don't think we have the same values. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, and I always, I always soften it with, you know, a compliment. I really think you're an amazing person. I think you're so handsome, but I think we're probably in different places right now. If it warrants that, right. If we've actually been dating for a few months, um, but often you can kind of feel it. And especially because I'm an energetic being like, the energies kind of often fizzle on their own without much need for that conversation. So, yeah. Monica. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, well, I, I prefer conversate a conversation over a text. Uh, even if obviously if it's, they don't live nearby then a phone conversation, but, um, I, I, I do agree. It, if it's someone that you just been dating for a short period of time and eventually just fizzles off. I've, I've had that happen. Um, if it's someone that you've been with for a while, then of course that's going to take a, a longer conversation, which will probably have, you know, a lot, quite a bit of emotion involved. So, um, but yeah, I don't, I really don't like the texting because I feel like really having that adult conversation without attacks. And that's the hard part. I think um, really, getting prepared prior to having the conversation. So you don't attack the person you don't, you know, hurt their feelings and everything is just cordial and honest and open and just being truthful with, with why. Well, I think you're going to hurt their feelings regardless, but okay. So should we be trying to make the other person feel better? Because I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I think that this can make them feel worse and it can also backfire on you. You know, I think that, it'll make them resent you more for being so nice. And I always think of the bachelor series, you know, in the final rows where he chooses or she chooses the other person. And it's just like, but you're such a great person. And then they want, you know, they want to hug it out. And they say, let me walk you to the, to the car. And it's just like, no, like, get the hell out of here. Like F off, you know, <laughs> I never want to see you again. So what do you guys think of that? I don't like hurting people's feelings. So I, I, that's not my personality. I'd rather just do it very nicely. And fact, yeah, but are you going to be used to okay, avoid but, it? Oh, here, let me hug you. And let me just, yes, you, that would so be me. I would give them a oh, hug. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I would just be like, get out of my face, lady. <laughs> anyway, yes, that would be me. We, uh, yeah, I'm actually friendly with my long-term exes for the most part. So it, it's like, I, I really would, you know, <laughs> probably give them a hug and, you know, I, I'm really, especially if it was a long-term relationship and no one did anything wrong, we just grew apart. I'm really big on, on valuing, you know, what we had and the growth that we had together and being appreciative of, of the good things, but also recognizing that it's over. So doing that in a really peaceful manner, you know, I kind of joke that my divorce was probably the most peaceful divorce you'll ever find. Like we literally went to the courthouse together and did all the things and oh. all of that. So 
Yeah, it's like, I think that's really important and valuable because that's someone, even if you don't necessarily care about them in the same way now, it's someone that you once cared about. And yeah. if, if no one did anything to hurt one another purposely or intentionally or anything like that, you just grew apart, you know, it's okay to value what you had while still recognizing that you're moving on. Well, Annie, I want to marry you and divorce you. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound so crazy. Oh okay. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, ladies. When we come back, we're going to be discussing ghosting. Yes, ghosting and the end of relationships that didn't fully form. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night. You're listening to AM640. I'm Laura Bellotta with this week's guest, my beautiful friends, Annie Parker, Monica Elena. Let's talk about ghosting. Uh, would you do it or have you ever ghosted someone? And like I'll start, I ghosted someone who made me pay for the first date. Yes, I did. And then I ghosted someone who, you know, was a little touchy-feely, a little too much on a first date, inappropriate, uh, but never ghosted someone in a relationship. Uh, Annie, I'm assuming you never have because you're so graceful and such, uh, but uh, Aunt Monica, I'm sure you, well, I don't think you have either. Well, let, let's just, answer, you know, you guys can both answer it. Have you ever ghosted anyone? <laughs> I like Monica, the Monica go ahead. I, I like the guessing Monica, game you just did. Initially, you're like, Annie, no. Monica, yes. I'm like, wait, why Why yes for me? <laughs> no, and then I'm like, no, I don't think so. No, I've never ghosted anyone. I'm not. I believe in karma, and I don't want anybody to ghost me. So I have never. I will just say it's hard. Yeah, even though I don't like letting people down, I, I'll say no before I ghost have, someone. Okay, have you, has anyone been ghosted? Like, has anyone ghosted you? Because someone ghosted me. No, uh, no, not that I recall. No, I've never yeah, been ghosted. Annie? Yeah, um, I've, so, okay. I don't necessarily consider it ghosting if you only went on one date um, because I have done that. I have gone on one date with people and I mean, it's not like, I didn't technically ghost them in the sense that like they wrote to me and I just never wrote back. It's like oh, they I wrote have. to me yeah, they wrote to me and I maybe just like kept it short and just like didn't really say much back, keep the conversation going. Um, there have been, yeah, I guess there have been times where I went on one date and I just never really responded or wrote anything back the next time they wrote, hey, just because like there was absolutely no point. I just don't really consider it ghosting if you've only met yeah. once br briefly. Um, never would I do that to someone I had went on multiple dates with or had actually like had a lot of communication with. Nothing like that. I think that's that's really rude, but I don't really consider it ghosting if you only went on one date. Um, and I agree, if someone didn't pay for my date, I probably wouldn't speak to them either and I wouldn't consider it ghosting. Now I have had it done to me, um, not actually, 
I think maybe the one that I recently went on four dates with, and then he went to Miami with his mom and sister, oh, and then I just I never heard him. from him yeah, again. Him. I, I, think, yes. I think that's that's the closest thing I've ever had to being ghosted, and that's right here in uh, since I moved to Nashville a couple months ago. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. Didn't, though. yeah, but you didn't reach out to him either, though. Yeah, that was no. a weird situation. Yeah. But what, that, I mean, if you don't hear, someone says they're going on vacation with their mom and their sister, and then you just never hear from them again. Like, what am I going to do? Be like, are you back yet? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. Well, that guy just wanted you as eye candy because you are pretty hot. Yeah. Look her up. Annie Parker. You too. Annie <laughs> Parker. Thanks. Um, I was, yeah, I've been ghosted. And after a month of dating this guy, I told him, I remember waking up in, in the morning and, and him saying, uh, his first message was, hey, did you miss me? Or do you miss me? And I said, well, not really. <laughs> I said, I'm enjoying getting to know you, but I don't really miss you yet. And that was it. He uh, blocked me on WhatsApp, on my the phone, and like no communication, cut it all off. And I thought, I kind of felt a certain way. I was, I felt bad, you know, I, I don't, I, you know what, I know I get it that people want to avoid having a confrontation and hurting, you know, other people's feelings or, you know, it's convenient or, you know, they don't want to deal with the reaction. But I think it's rude to ghost, especially if you spent some time with someone. I mean, if it's a first date, of course, like who cares, especially if someone acts inappropriately, whatever. But if you've had somewhat of a relationship with this person, you know, have some respect. You don't want that done to you. So just don't do it to anybody else. Um, all right. Time to dive into situationships. Ooh, situationships. <laughs> okay. Have you guys ever been in one? I mean, I have. Um, so let's chat about situationships for a little bit. Anybody been in one? Can I get the definition of a situationship, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody talks about their situationships. And I'm like, have I ever been in a situationship? I feel like okay. I have. <laughs> all right. Uh, Annie, you start. Um, and then maybe Monica will catch on. Yeah, sure. So Monica, a situationship is basically like, you know, you start dating someone and you continue dating them probably with the hopes that it'll go somewhere, but mm-hmm. the other person isn't really thinking that they want anything serious or long-term or whatever. So, you know, it could be like a month, could be a couple months down the road. You're still just in this dating phase. That's not really moving forward or going anywhere. Um, but some people are really comfortable staying in that dating phase, allowing people to think it's moving forward for an extended period of time. So people need to really kind of learn what situationships are and what they look like. So they don't get stuck in a loop of them, hoping the relationship will turn into something more. Um, now I have, I've done the situationship thing, um, purposely, like when I haven't wanted anything serious. Now, I think that's, you know, when we talk about intentional dating, your intentions can be just to have something casual. We see it all the time on online dating, right? Um, So, you know, I end up dating the same person for like a month, two months, whatever, until it kind of fizzles out. Because for me, if it's not going anywhere, I'm going to get bored after a couple months, you know what I mean? So those situations for me tend to not last very long, because I like to see growth and movement. And if there is none, then I'm going to keep it pushing. Um, yeah. So for me, I'm going to end the situation ship myself after, you know, a month or two, if I choose to have one, some people get stuck in them though, thinking they're going to go somewhere. And that's the sad part. And not, and you're also a sexy Scorpio. Uh, you need attention. Like myself, I'm a sexy Leo. We need attention. So if they're not that's giving right. us attention, we don't have time for you. We don't. Bye. 
<laughs> so that's a situation ship, Monica. Have you ever been in one? Um, I think I have. So recently, no, because um, I want to communicate and I want to know, are we on the same page? Where are we going with this? Even at the beginning of dating someone. Um, but about over 10 years ago, yes, I was in one and I really liked the person and vice versa. But I didn't realize that long term it wasn't going anywhere. Um, she was in a different state. So I wasn't moving to that state. Uh, she wasn't going to be here. But those were things that just weren't talked about. So I think we, we did uh, stay together about eight months. And then um, she ended up moving back. But I, I, that'd probably be the closest to that just because it wasn't going anywhere. And, but neither of us really realized that, I don't think, until the breakup point. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're in a situationship or uh, and you're trying to get over someone um, or you're trying to get over someone you never really dated, we have advice for you right after the break. So don't go anywhere. singleinthecity.ca Toronto's News Today's Talk 640 Toronto You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca with Annie Parker and Monica Elena uh, We're talking about situationships before the break um, Also, I want to uh, turn the discussion over to getting over someone you never really dated Okay, because it can be just as hard as a breakup It's similar to a situationship but you actually haven't dated this person, more like fantasize about this person. Um, and they may give you, uh, you know, the time of day here and there, but you, you never really dated them. So what advice do we have for getting over someone that you haven't actually even dated? And, and I'll start with this one, right? So because I was there once, um, you got to stop fantasizing of what can be. Uh, you have to stop rereading their texts. You have to stop putting them on a pedestal when they haven't earned it. You know, I did that. Put this guy on a pedestal. I'm like, what is this guy doing for me? So leave that for somebody who shows up for you and somebody who treats you well. And then you have to ask yourself, why am I so invested in this person? You know, you've got to remind yourself daily that you deserve better, that you deserve to be happy. And then it's time to move on. And also, you don't even know if you're compatible with this person. You don't. You haven't dated them. So stop putting people on pedestals. Annie. No, I think that's that's excellent. That's great. And, you know, for me, like I already said, I'm going to get bored with any kind of situationship in like, you know, probably a month to six weeks. But also, you know, when people have to get over someone they were never actually in a relationship with, uh, unless there's some kind of chemical imbalance there, it's generally because they're possibly being breadcrumbed, right? And, and Laura and I talk about that a lot, breadcrumbing. And that's when someone is, you know, just giving you enough attention and little bits to string you along, but they're not actually dating you. They're not actually taking you out. 
They might be liking your photos. They might be leaving cute comments. They might even text you once in a while, but not doing much other than that. They're not making an effort to see you, nothing like that. That can actually go on for quite a long time with someone holding on to hope that the person will eventually ask them out or do something, right? And that's where we have to be real honest with ourselves and realize that if someone wanted to, they would. So if someone's not asking you out in the first like four weeks of them, you know, liking the photos and doing this and that and whatever, they're not going to more than likely, or they're dating someone or whatever, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. this is where we really don't want to get our heart invested where, like you said, where it's not deserved. So Annie, um, and Monica as well, um, sometimes we stay in these uh, relationships that are unfulfilling because we believe that we don't deserve to be happy. Um, We don't deserve to be at peace. And we're almost self-sabotaging ourselves. And I know, Annie, that you are amazing at this and helping people when they are in this state and cutting ties and on all that. So can you explain uh, how you help people when they are going through this? Absolutely. So, you know, I I do part hypnosis and part energy work and the work that I do, because often, you know, if we've gone through heartbreak, which we all have, right. Um, Whether it was in a relationship, the situationship, breadcrumbing, and even family can, can sometimes cause heartbreak, right. Um, Those are the things that we, we end up kind of closing up our heart, even unknowingly. So our brain is going, I want a partner. I want a partner. Where's my partner? but our energy is kind of shielding and blocking our heart from letting anybody in. So we actually go through, you know, you've heard of past life regression, but we do this lifetime regression, right? And we go back to your subconscious mindsets that get set between birth and about seven years old. And we look at any of those times where maybe someone unknowingly made you feel like you weren't good enough, weren't lovable, you know, certain things that may have happened in childhood that that weren't particularly nice, we go back and we make peace with those situations, see what we learn from them. And then we change that that story, kind of reframe it a bit in our mind. So we can start to step into our own confidence and, and our own worthiness of love, you know, and that's where the heart can really because I go through and I open and cleanse all the chakras for you, including and especially that heart chakra, we can really open up to the love that we deserve and start to really step into the knowing that, that it is there for you and that you do deserve it. So it's really special. And Monica, you had a session with Annie. What was that like? I did. And it was fantastic. And, and I definitely recommend it's, it's actually hard to explain. Like you just really have to experience it, but I will say that um, prior to that, you know, I did a back and forth thing for so long and uh, I was funny cause Annie and I had a conversation and Annie, you know, told me you need to set boundaries. Well, I've never done that before. Right. So I've never had to set boundaries with anyone or I probably did and just didn't know how. So we talked through that and I did, I set them. And, um, after my session with Annie, it was like all these opportunities came, came about and it was, it's just all, and that includes, you know, relationships, even my job. I mean, that includes every multiple things just started opening up and, um, things right now are great. You know, I had this session, I don't know, a couple months ago now, and, uh, I highly recommend it. So if, if there's anything you're stuck in a relationship in a rut, uh, definitely do this session because it'll help open you up 
as well as if, if you do need to set boundaries with someone, she'll guide you through that. Uh, and family, family trauma as well. Anything that's, that you've mm-hmm. gone through, there's, there's assistance there too. So I highly recommend uh, cord cutting if, and, if you're not familiar with it. And so do I. Now, if you guys are dealing with a breakup right now, I'm just going to say this quickly because time's running out. You cry like a baby, cry, like get it all out, talk it out, lean on your family and friends for support, you know, call them often, cut off complete ties, delete them off social media just for the time being, uh, put away or remove any items that remind you of them, uh, work on being the best version of yourself. And if you're still having a hard time, reach out to Annie Parker, Annie, where can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. You can reach out to me on Instagram and that's um, Ms. Annie Parker at M-S-A-N-N-I-E-P-A-R-K-E-R. And you can DM me, um, hit me up there and my link tree is on there as well. And Monica, how can people reach out to you and see uh, the lovely Monica? Same Instagram. My name on Instagram is Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A underscore Elena, E-L-E-N-A underscore. And for me, you can reach out to me on Instagram, official Laura Bellotta. I'm on TikTok, official Laura Bellotta. Reach out to me at singleinthecity.ca. Hey, listen, fall is coming and we've got a big lineup of events. Um, so we hope to see you there. And thanks, guys, for joining us this week and each and every week. Ciao for now.